0: Welcome to Co-op Mode, round 68. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I'm your host, Todd Oxtra, joined by the man in the Atlantic, Mark the Canardian Caribbean. How are you doing, bud? I'm good. How are you? You know, when I tell people where you're from, they don't believe you Like, are on the furthest reaches. There are sea monsters out there. You're on an island. Essentially, you're like the place that... Essentially, you're going to be held off in the world and will be the one that survives the zombie apocalypse because we know zombies don't like water.
1: You know what the great thing about that is? Is this week we actually have someone that grew up a little further east, if you'll believe it. A half hour time zone past my Atlantis time zone with Aquaman chilling over here on the island on, on a slightly further island. So I'm super excited that we have someone that not only will believe me but lived in a place with a wonky half-hour time zone difference. So this is this is great to me. I, I'm feeling like I'm feeling welcome and, and acknowledged and like someone's, someone's going to understand uh, what's going on.
0: Yes, this is very exciting. Uh, this is becoming the, the Canadian East Coast podcast for some reason. Don't understand that, but I love it. Respected. It. Um, we are going to introduce a new guest on our co-op couch And that is Mrs. Leah Jewer. She is the co-founder of the Girls on Game podcast, host of uh, Senior Digital Content Manager for iHeartRadio Canada and Ubisoft Canada Guild member. Welcome. That is a lot of credits. I hope I didn't screw up many of them.
2: You got them all right. Thanks so much, uh, guys. I'm really happy to be here. And yeah, the East Coast connection is strong.
0: I was going to say California a couple times. And it's like, oh, it's C.A., California Canada. or Canada. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll I should know better. will the American idiot soon enough, Todd. Don't worry.
1: By, by the end of it, you'll be ready for a Jigs dinner, a big scoff, and a kitchen party. Oh, ready.
2: my God.
0: Speak Mark, I told life. you I'm from Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I told you I'm from Michigan, right across the road from Ontario, CBC, Hockey Night in Canada, Mr. Dress Up. I watched all that stuff. From my home in Michigan. So I'm practically Canadian. Right now, I'm lower Canada in Minnesota. So I mean, I I feel a kinship. Yeah. I'll go to Winnipeg one of these days again. All right. Well, um, yeah, we're pleased to have Lee on the show. uh, But, you know, and one way you can say how much you like Leah being on the show, is you can rate and subscribe us on iTunes. Five stars reviews will get read right on the show. And you can also go to YouTube, subscribe there. Um, tell us uh, how wonderful you look, my background. If you want any requests for that, you can also say it there. So please do that. But enough of that. Leah, this is a very important announcement we have. We are running a contest, actually sponsored by one of our friends, who has requested our listeners, anybody under the sun, design... Xbox controllers from the design lab for his son and his daughter. Uh, His daughter is 11. His son is eight. And they said if you design a a controller for them and they pick the design, he will donate $100 each to the people who created the designs. So if anybody has a creative bent and want to create for either of these two wonderful children, we'd love it to see your design.
1: Exactly. Uh, So for the the son's design, he's looking for something Captain America kind of themed. Likes the Marvel kind of side of things. Uh, for the daughters, she's looking for like a light blue and purple Minecraft also inspired kind of design. So she's, she's like, I'm, I'm racking my brain. I've got the Cap one locked in. I've redone hers like 16 times right now. And I keep running it by my <laughs> wife just being like, okay, 11 year old what would you think of this? And she just keeps like, yeah, that one's great. And I'm like, no, no, no I need to change it. To change. So like, I just, I keep going back to that. Cause I'm like, I, I want to get it right. So anyone that thinks they can, they can top my like, uh, anal obsessive little redesigning, uh, let's, let's see him. I can't wait to see what everyone comes up with. And it's such a, a great thing as Sean's, uh, thrown up the, you know, just the the charitable donation to to the charity of, of the winner's choice. And, uh, and they're actually going to get these controllers. That's such a cool, cool thing. Like everyone's winning
0: here. So Leah, you're a Minecraft gamer. Wasn't there a Minecraft pig controller or am I getting that wrong? There was.
2: I think there was, yeah. And along with an Xbox, I feel like I'm trying to remember which model it was. I think it was like the OG Xbox One that they actually made a version that was uh minecraft theme and i believe someone on our team ended up with one at one point but yeah i don't know what ended up happening to it so that's there, a good question was also but a, i knew one existed
1: <laughs> there was a creeper controller as well yeah uh, the green yeah, so, the, so I think, the pig and then the green creeper controller uh and, yeah, I think and then the console
2: right. the console looked like the dirt
1: the the, the dirt with Earth, the green yeah. the, the the grass patch <laughs> yeah. the grass patch on top yes and it was yeah. I believe uh, I think that was an Xbox One S actually with like Maybe. the, the yeah. gr- like the grill on top but it was okay so see through I'm, I'm just trying to grab it here it might have been an original uh, no that was a DS yeah I'm, mm. I've got yeah. it up here finally um, yeah but yeah, I I can cool see. Looking- Kind of thing.
2: I can see it being a challenge trying to pick out like the right Minecraft colors to make a nice controller too without mm. having like the benefits of being able to put the imagery from Minecraft onto it too, right?
0: Yeah.
1: That's my struggle.
0: Yeah, and I you know, I didn't even think about this. I don't know if they want us to select the the tagline, like the the, the logo or anything. So that could be something there too so something else to think about obviously you could put it out there and they choose or not that's fine but yes please do this this is so awesome they're very excited about this they're so excited to like vote and they're just yeah they're just very excited they are big gamers and uh they are great kids so with that uh we're actually turning to the discord group and doing something a little different this week uh but before we do that leah We know a little bit about you in this like two minutes we've talked to you. So it's not like we know enough yet. So we need to know more. So what is your gaming origin? What made you the gamer you are today?
2: All right. So we have to go back to the NES. Uh, My brother got one for Christmas one year, and of course, the way that it was marketed was to boys, right? So he got the console. But, you know, me being the older sister, I would, you know, help him play. And I was always really interested in tech and gear and stuff. Like when dad first got the internet and all that kind of stuff, I was a real nerd about it. So Doug got the console console he and I played together and then as the years went he got the SNES and then we played that together you know lots of turtles in time Mortal Kombat all that kind of stuff and then the year came where Doug and I were like okay we want the oh holy present the Nintendo 64 (laughs) so we went together we were like okay mom and dad are not like it's expensive mom and I and mom and dad are you know or Chris Santa Claus or whoever's coming we got to make sure this is guaranteed So he and I together asked for this console and we shared it and loved it. We spent many an hour playing Zelda Ocarina of Time with our buddy who lived down the road. We would pass the controller back and forth trying to beat that water temple level. And ever since I've been hooked on it, even when I went away to university and mom and dad were like, no, not buying a PlayStation. You might fail out of school and lo and behold, I ended up buying one anyway. And now they realize that gaming is something that I really, really enjoy and really love. And, you know, it's, it, it's not a waste of my time. And you can kind of shoehorn a career into it now.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That is awesome. I did the exact opposite. I convinced, my sis, I convinced my parents for Christmas that my sister would really like the Atari 5200. My sister hated gaming. I don't know how they <laughs> fell for it. And my sister was pissed to this day.
1: That's a <laughs> that's good that's one. Terrible. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's. Brilliant,
0: I mean, is that what siblings your, are for? Like to really set them up. Yeah, I uh,
1: did. The Grinch get you something the next year? Like, I what kind of like? Yeah,
2: reference? I feel like you need to oh, a, a back. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 my, my grandma funny. hooked me up and <laughs>
0: got me a Pelican sweatshirt for Christmas. So <laughs> that was kind of my cup of puppets. <laughs> and I had to wear it in like <laughs> pictures. So. Uh, so I'm not so wearing it right little, now, as you can see. To whoever has those pictures, that's. Yeah, pretty much. Very cool. Very cool. Well, awesome. Um, Last question, though. Um, Do you have a favorite game or franchise?
2: Ooh, so Ocarina of Time was my favorite game of all time. And then it was uh, Unseated by Breath of the Wild, just because... I'm really interested in kind of seeing where the pivot points are in a lot of industries, be media, be it history, whatever. I feel like that game Ocarina of Time was similar, but you know, there's a moment in time when, when Breath of the Wild came out and how games changed after that. And we can honestly see the difference, even when that game came out and Horizon Zero Dawn came out at the same time and just the freedom that Breath of the Wild gave you to climb anything, to go wherever you want. And then you saw all that stuff and then the th- the thought-provoking puzzle mechanics of thinking about like, oh, electricity will go through these metal cubes. They'll also go through your sword because, mm-hmm. hey, it's metal, right? So it's those kinds of things with different, you know, changing the problem-solving, kind of messing with the tropes that we're used to in a Zelda franchise that this game kind of like started to pull you and be like, hey, you're going to feel some of the regular stuff you're used to but let's throw you for a loop. And so that game is really, it really is now my favorite game of all time, but you know, something else may come along at one point and prove me wrong again.
1: (laughs) I, uh, I love being able to like play with the physics in that game. It was so creative Mm -hmm. to, to to be, be able to be, like you said, your weapons conduct electricity. So if there was something like, I remember solving a puzzle this way, like I couldn't find whatever metal brick or something it was that I needed. So it's just like, Mm -hmm. well, I've got a stock full of electric weapons. Let's just line them up on all, the, all on the floor and like conduct the electricity to where it needs to go instead of finding these actual metal things in the stage. And it worked. Like I cheated the system that way, but like it actually triggered the thing. and opened the door and I was like, whatever, let's go. And it- Didn't just, it make
2: you feel so smart?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just like being able to do that and like, yeah, feel smart, but also just be like, how good, like- it's it felt like such a play box because mm-hmm. they they just set the rules and the physics and the like the rules of their universe and then it was like well figure it out from there you know like have fun and be creative in your problem solving where so many games up until that point and even even continuing on were like this is the one way to solve the puzzle and even if something logically makes sense in the universe to be able to solve it a different way you're not allowed to solve it that way. And it's like, but come on, I, I'm in a video game where there's like powers and this and that and whatever. And why can't I just like, you know, like I can shoot fire out of my hand. Why can't I light the candle with that? No, you need the flame arrow to light that candle. It's like, frick off. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, yeah, yeah. Why? come on. But like, uh, you know, if there's something on fire in Breath of the Wild, that will light whatever you need to go on fire. Like it's, it's uh, such a such a special game.
0: I will have to send you a copy. I don't know if it's possible. It might be copyrighted by my son. But for his AP Physics paper he did just recently, he experimented with Breath of the Wild and you know how you could freeze things and then hit them and basically create a reaction. So he basically figured out the all of the, the physics and the, the the force and all of those, like, calculations behind it to do it. And he had, like, screenshots from the Switch. And I'm like, are you really doing work? Yes, Dad, I'm taking screenshots. But it was very cool. So I'm That's like, great. it's it, there's such a cool way to take gaming and turning a thing. And it's funny because you talked about Breath of the Wild. I will talk about a game I just played and kind of understood why I think Nintendo had to do something different. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that and what we've been playing so that's a segue folks uh but we're gonna now move to quick questions from our discord group so th- i, I want to thank that team uh, in, in discord they've been great they're always good discussions so if you want something fun to talk about and uh I- anything about video games uh star wars star trek uh, stupid comic books things whatever you want to do or ariana grande singing in fortnite that's a place to do it so uh all of that uh so we had a couple of quick questions so at this point Guys, just very quick, not very deep introspective, just your first gut reaction, you know, a minute or two or less per one of these questions. So just really want your initial thoughts and that's all. So if you say something really crazy and you get, you know, uh, called out on the internet, that's perfectly fine. We love that stuff. <laughs> Being infamous is fantastic. Uh, first question. Uh, what are your takes on all the news on PlayStation VR 2?
2: Love it. You can't see it because my PSVR is hidden by. Behind- the microphone <laughs> but it's there look I can move it there she is, there it is.
0: ice cream scoops
2: yeah so uh, I'm here for it I love VR I love the PlayStation VR and if they can improve what they've been able to do here it's I can't wait I'll be buying it day one
1: yeah for, for me uh, I'm I love the concept of VR but I haven't dove into any specific type of VR yet Uh, I've, I've said numerous times on the show that the, the one tempting me so far the most is the quest two. And right now, just because I haven't been able to get it, it's I'm, I'm at that teetering point of like, do I wait for a quest three? Do I get a quest two now? Do I wait for that to go on sale, come up for black Friday, or maybe when the three is announced, the two will go and say, I'm, I'm, I'm in that like, wiggle zone of like, what's going to happen and what do I want? Um, but if, if you're invested in the PlayStation ecosystem, I think this, th- there's only room to improve uh, as far as the PS VR two goes. And, uh, I, I think this time around, they've hopefully taken what they need to learn from the fans and they're just going to just going to come out with a knockout product. So it's going to be exciting to watch.
0: Yeah, I, I think this—they they finally have got to a good design. It, you know, it's it's different where PlayStation, they kind of did a whole generation of this versus Oculus were like, oh, we brought the first one out. Uh, early adopters like me, oh, here's a better one. Like a year later, I'm like, and it's cheaper. Come on, you're killing me. But um, I actually talked my friends who are not into big gamer to buy uh, Oculus Quest. They loved it, so they've got. it. I'm like, that's so bizarre that we're at the point now it's actually can be purchased and it's an easy buy at three hundred dollars. PlayStation VR two. I do worry about the price point. Um, And I think it's going to be frustrating to a lot of people that it's not wireless. But if they do what Oculus did, which is basically using the Oculus wireless connection, which has worked really well. I've used the virtual uh, desktop with my PC using the power of the system, but using a high speed connection wirelessly. It could be cool, but it it might not just have the battery installed, you know, because it needs a a battery, but it could have battery packs. So, but I mean, if they can nail it, um and i don't still know how they're going to solve the backwards compatibility because there's so much different in regards to the the interfaces and all those things but if they can do an easy way to bring all those games forward that's going to be kind of cool it's a differentiator for sure
1: i think even even like a single clean cable will be good and that pass through is very important as well like being able to do the full 4k hdr like all that kind of stuff like have that pass through without having to swap out your, your connection every time. Like, I think that's going to be important to people.
2: Mm. I think the controllers are going to be big this time because. Oh yeah. Those are. The, the move controllers are not the greatest, you know, they, they, nope. they were good enough. Right. And like playing beat saber, there's nothing better. Mm-hmm. But when you start getting into some of the other games, it's just like, it's awkward to hold them. Cause it's not natural. And even just holding your, your, normal controller is kind of odd like it doesn't feel natural like i actually when i play with my switch i I, and i play on the tv i often don't control the two joy cons i have my hands independent and i found that much Mm. more comfortable Mm. and they're also smaller so it's lighter and all of that and i would like something similar with the playstation controllers now i did see they have that form factor that kind of looks like some one of the other uh
0: VR model Looks like the, it looks now, like the with Quest. The ring around
2: it? Yeah. Yeah. It
0: looks a lot and, like the Quest. Yeah.
2: And in that sense I think that they may that may feel a little bit more comfortable and natural in your hands. But like when I was playing the uh, the Iron Man game, I just found it weird to hold those controllers considering I wanted to just have my hands out and be like Iron Man and put them palms down. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> So yeah, I just think tape, that's just one of the it, big... just
0: tape it with my duct just tape?
2: Just tape it? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> But yeah, I think if they can improve the controller situation, that'll be helpful, too. And is it going to use the camera at all? No, it's going to actually have the
0: cameras. It's going to have the cameras built in very like Oculus. So it has that cool like you can actually see from it versus being like I'm completely covered up and someone could murder me right now and I wouldn't even know it. Or you could trip over your dog and die. So, yeah.
2: Not good. Yeah, I would do the I'll whole like it. sneak thing where I would slide the thing out and just look around, kind of my peripheral vision, vision, and then snap it back on. So, uh, so yeah, I'm glad that the cameras are going to be on it because that I think is key.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a cool innovation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next question: What do we all think about Avengers? Where it is and where it's going? The Lee, game? Have you played that?
2: Yep. Yes. Meh. I don't really care. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth, and I played it. Um, I, I was, I guess I got about halfway through the story mode in the original game. And then there's of course the multiplayer side of it, which seems to be the thing that they're building up. I'm just not much of a massive multiplayer online gamer like that. So it doesn't really appeal to me too much. And also too, if I'm going to go in a game like that, I kind of want to make my own characters. I don't necessarily want to mm-hmm. be- build someone or play someone else's creations though. They're cool, but I like to do it in the context of the story. Like the Spider-Man games, they're phenomenal and I love playing, but then I'm, I no I'm playing Spider-Man and mm-hmm. I just didn't like the Avengers game jumping around and choosing different characters. And, and it's just weird. They're not, the ones in this cinematic universe and that's kind of my Marvel right now. So, so yeah, I'm just like, meh. it's okay for those that like it, go for it.
0: <laughs> they're the nineties version of the, the, of the Avengers that would have been before Marvel ah, MCU sense. made them. Mm-hmm. But they're, yeah. makes sense. they're not though.
1: Like they're not any re- like some of the designs are great. And some of them are like great value brand. Like it's close to the real thing. The super like, Omega, the
0: super amigos these aren't great.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's coming from someone that has like, I, you can probably not see it, but the captain America statue right here from that game. Uh, um, oh, yeah. So yeah, the, uh, so I've, I've been getting back into this game since, uh, I, and I mentioned this in the discord. I, I did find like that special edition with the captain America statue and all that kind of stuff for like 50 bucks. And then took the game like because I already had the digital version of the game, so I took the game and sold it for thirty uh, or thirty-five. So I got like the statues and like the Hulk bobblehead and all that kind of stuff for essentially fifteen bucks. And I was like, yeah, I'll call that a win. Um, but I have been since then getting back into the game just because I liked, didn't love. But I liked the story mode enough that it was like, this is fun. Never got into the multiplayer stuff. I tried a couple of times. It was like connection issues and like just people in different parts of the story. So we couldn't really mesh up with like what was going on and everything. So Mm -hmm. um, I thought the story like centering around Kamala was entertaining. I like her as a character really looking forward to her MCU TV show debut Mm -hmm. and, uh, and her being in the Marvels. I just rewatched captain Marvel uh, two nights ago and that's, I love that movie and and can't wait to see more characters uh, you know, in, in that universe. Um, But yeah, I never really played the expansion stuff. So I'm just jumping in now with like the Kate's stuff with the first like Hawkeye expansion. I still have to get into uh, Clint stuff as the, like the second Hawkeye, like going back in time or, or forward in time or what? I, I think it's forward. Right? It's and forward facing, meantime, facing future. Imperfect. For, future. imperfect right, yep. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Yeah. I
1: have known the name of that one. Uh, and I'm very, very excited for black Panther stuff. Uh, from what I've seen, some of the designs, I think they're again, learning from listening to fans, just like I'm hoping for PSVR, uh, They, they seem to be getting better with the designs. They've been releasing more MCU, Character designs I just bought, um, because of course, if I'm playing a game, I'm going to be a sucker for the DLC. So, I just bought MCU, uh, the end game version of Thor, because that was one character that I love, love playing as, love in the comics, love in the MCU. And in this game, I was just like, I hate every single armor design that he has. It's either the hair looks like straw or the helmets just like, like, like the old school kind of Thor design, but it didn't fit in with that world of everyone else's design. Or he was just wearing a t-shirt or something. Like it was just like he, he, uh, there was something about it. Classic
0: Thor t-shirt. Right.
1: And it was just, it just drove me crazy. So now I have a Thor that looks like a Thor that I want to play as, and I'm loving it. So, Uh, I like it when you can just focus on the story, but I still think the multiplayer stuff feels tacked on forced and they should have just done a Spider-Man style story where per mission, maybe I don't get to choose who I'm playing as for most of the missions. Like I would very much enjoy a black widow mission and a Thor mission and this and that and tailor the mission around that character, just like they did with Spider-Man. And, uh, I don't know. Cause when you have a stage that you can play as anyone, I think I mentioned this on the show before, like Iron Man felt slow, but it was because if you were playing that stage in multiplayer, you had to be able to keep up with Iron Man as black widow. So Iron Man could fly through the stage in two seconds, same with Thor, but instead they were like handicapped by this, like everyone has to play along kind of thing. So, uh, it, there, yeah. There's still some things that bug me about the game, but I'm enjoying the story at least, and I'm excited again for uh, the the Black Panther story.
0: Cool. Yeah, this is kind of like spoiler because what we've been playing. So a little bit. I yeah, also, so I'm gonna knock yeah. that
1: off of what I've been playing because I have been playing
0: that exactly. So that's, exactly because uh, I did the same thing. So I got back into Kate Bishop, played her mission because I'm like, well, Black Panther's coming out, so I want to knock out all the expansions. I like Kate Bishop and what they did, although they gave her ability like to to teleport and all these other things. She's got a I, sword. So I'm like, yeah. I, I don't I know if she's really did like Kate like Bishop. The
1: explanation of that, like that she's yeah. been stealing yeah. uh, technology sure. from from AIM. Uh, I I did like again because again, otherwise she would just feel like Hawkeye and Black Widow kind of mixed. And it's like you need to do something, and sure, and again like. Black Widow kind of had her little like line or hook grapple line or whatever. So because she yeah. can't jump as high as Cap or fly like Thor. So how do you get her up on high buildings? Grapple. Yeah. So a teleport
0: kind of makes so sense. So how do yeah. you I'm, get I, I, up I, there? Is up you there? Know, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, it, it, oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, but I, I just thought it was kind of silly to have two archers. It just oh, it just yeah. seemed like their their cadence about. and 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 this game got totally screwed up with their launching because they talked about they're going to have a character every month and all these different things yeah. and and obviously COVID got in the way of that cadence. Yeah. Um, and I was curious, you know, I, I I do not think this was the right franchise for this type of game. This game as a service because the Avengers aren't ones who wear armor in this. This case they have classic costumes hulk doesn't wear costumes when you upgrade him with a new spine it's kind of like it just feels out of place so i'm like okay and also hulk and thor are having the same amount of impact on the same bad guys as black widow to me it's just it, i i just like okay i get it it is what it is but it just feels i want to feel powerful on the hulk I'm <laughs> i feel want to i mean and they have some cool move sets but it just like feels out of place but I will tell this. This is so ridiculous. This game, I was playing the Cape Bishop Mark, and I don't know. I turned down the difficulty to easy, and I know I didn't have to do that for the full the main game because I was getting killed in these missions where you had to basically put three codes into a door, then unlock another door, unlock another door, and then. But you had to survive, and my teammates were not helpful at all. So I'm like, I'm getting the brunt of everybody coming after me. My teammates are not helping me at all. So I kept on dying, and I'm like, what's going on here? This seems so weird, considering I did no problem with the the main game at normal difficulty. So I finally did it, but it was just so frustrating because you'd have to start all the way over again, which meant another 45 minutes of doing the same thing over, which – The game is repetitive as heck. Mm -hmm. The the enemies are boring. So I'm just, I'm a little, I I just think it's a missed opportunity. So I totally get that. I do like the fact that it's Clint in the future, taking down the maestro, old man, hawk guy, and then we're getting Black Panther next. Now, if they had charged for the expansions and and you could like earn the costumes, I don't know if people would be any less happy. So that's the problem. There's no win-win with this, unless they are, from what I've heard, there's a rumor, this game might be going free to play. See, yeah, that, and you that just would buy the, you just buy the, the costumes.
1: People just are are not. I think even with the expansions and the, they've been they seem to have been trying a, a few different things, and it, I don't think anything's working for them. So that that makes sense. Try to get a few more people in it. Sure, um, kind of like Destiny on Game Pass, just like throw it for free yeah. and hope people jump in. Because um, mm-hmm. yeah, because I mean, paying for this game and their DLC is not cheaply priced. Uh, like I said, I I did buy. Um, by Thor, but that was kind of like one of those decisions where I was like, ugh, do I want this? And like, maybe I'll get the enjoyment out of using a Thor that I actually can stand the look of. Um, but other, I, I think yeah. that's a smart choice. Like, that make- must be yeah. tough Same. though. Cause
2: they have to balance, not just crystal dynamics, making money, but paying for the license.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Oh yeah.
2: So oh, yeah. whatever contract they signed, if they did want to go free to play, that's a huge maneuver too, because it also, I don't know why people think this, because often the free to plays do better, but Mm. it makes it give this optics like, oh, it failed as a paid game. So now it's free to play. You know what Mm. I mean? So the optics of it, people call them out for that when I think actually, you know, free to start is often a better way to go.
1: Absolutely. um, Yeah. To get people
2: hooked. Absolutely. So, yeah,
1: uh, we've we've talked about it here with with Fortnite, with uh, Rocket League, and, and a whole bunch mm-hmm. of different games that have come out, and and said the exact same thing that you're saying is, um, yeah, it's it's such a and with with so much choice now as gamers, especially for games that are continuous and they want you to keep replaying. The the barrier for entry to those games can't be almost can't be anything more than free because yeah. the the expectation is there that like, okay, I can spend, especially in Canada, it's like, I can spend 90 bucks on this new game that might suck in six months. It might suck right now. Uh, it, it, especially if the reviews, early reviews start to be kind of, you know, meandering somewhere in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. like, if that's, if the cost of entry is zero, awesome. I'm going to try it. Uh, and that's going to, I'm going to talk about a game I've been playing where the cost of entry was zero. And I'm like, I don't know. I might hate this, but luckily I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. But um, it just takes away that fear. And I think, like you said, with paying for the license, I'm wondering if they're making any money from this game now anyway.
0: Mm. You know, like but if you know, my
2: game pass might be smart though. Yeah. Cause like at least they'll make, get some well, money out of it and yeah. start to create a buzz again. Well, think...
0: it's on PS Now, but they did oh, the du- it? dumb thing. Yeah, yeah. PS
2: now. yeah, but who's who's actually paying for PS Now?
0: I do, because it's forty. I paid 45 bucks for it. I get all these games. It, to me, it's a f- tremendous deal. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think it's a tremendous deal, because you get all the games you can download and play, and there's on, online to the old games. So I know people that say that it's like not worth it, but it's got 600 games on it, and 400 no are downloadable PlayStation. Exactly. No, Sony's bad yeah. at marketing. And that's the thing. Know. Sony's bad at marketing and they need to get fixed. So if anybody wants to, uh, we should work for Sony. I would like <laughs> do it for like 150K, you know? Dear that's Sony,
2: better. please hire. Tom. We are a deal.
0: <laughs> you know what? I'll turn that shit okay, around. Would you prefer
1: them or Gamefly? Because I'm just waiting for the Gamefly sponsorship oh. to come in for you.
0: You that's, that's all me buddy week. that uh, is every
1: week as much as i talk about game that- pass you're like game fly i'm like did you mispronounce game pass and you're like no GameFly.
0: it's the shit <laughs> that's how i got avengers for 13 dollars <laughs> for the win uh but yeah so um yeah more to come on avengers and hopefully black panther turns it around and they go free to play and more people play it and maybe they do expansions and pay for the pa- charge for that we don't know but you know what They don't come to us for the answers, um, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Uh, Next question. Very quickly, guys. Quick questions, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Steam Deck or Switch OLED? And let's just put the caveat. If you already have a Switch or you already have a PC or vice versa. If you already own a Switch, what should you get? If you already own a PC, what should you get? Because I don't want to hear this because people have 18 Switches, so I don't want to hear that. I want to hear a different argument about this. Because if you don't already own a Switch, I don't know what you're doing. There's 90 million sold. I don't know who own, doesn't own one right now. So I want to hear it. No lame. Mark. Well, if I don't have a Switch, if your grandma doesn't have a Switch. Okay. okay. If, Mark, you want to go hey, first? Mark. Sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. If you don't have a Switch, I'm going to say Switch. Switch OLED. I think it's the best Switch. But if you do already have a Switch... Get the Steam Deck because it, it's just the the Switch OLED didn't do enough of an upgrade to justify it. Unless your Switch is dying on its last leg, the battery's exploding, you've got a launch Switch, you've dropped it, your dog chewed it, something. Whatever's going on with that Switch, put it down and uh, and get the OLED. Otherwise, Steam Deck, if you've got a built-up PC and you like PC gaming, I'm still kind of leaning uh, Steam Deck because then you can take your PC on the go. If you've got like a big, you know, PC setup kind of thing, um, unless you have a gaming laptop that you're super happy with, I think the answer here is going to be Steam Deck. Mm. And yeah, I'll, I'll stop there. Leah, what do you think?
2: So I think it depends on context of use case because if I have a kid and I want to play games with a kid, the Switch is the better option because of the nature of Nintendo products, because you've got so many options there. But I was speaking about me. The problem is, and it's an active problem I'm having it having is I'm, I'm going to be flying home finally in two weeks time, finally getting a chance to go see my parents. So I'm thinking, okay, three and a half hour flight Toronto to St. John's, you know, I need something to play. So the other day I started perusing through the switch, Uh, store everything that had any interest to me i already own and so if i want to play anything new like the games that would eventually come to switch most of them are on early access in steam because i love farming sims i love any type really of simulation games puzzle games action adventures that kind of stuff And there's a lot on Steam right now that I could essentially play and try before they're in full release on the Steam deck. And then, plus, don't forget, you might be able to play Game Pass on this thing. So I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't pre-order one. But at the same time, I think I'm just going to wait and see how kind of the rollout goes and get everybody let everybody get to lay the land but yeah i mean if it's for you and you have a very special niche in the types of games that you like that you can find more on pc than what nintendo offers i'd go steam deck but uh you know switch if you if you got a kid or if you haven't played any of these games animal crossing breath of the wild you know all the good stuff uh that comes out that nintendo makes then definitely you know switch is a good purchase
0: yeah, and actually this question is from Sean. Uh, his daughter loves Minecraft, but she wants to do mods. She mm-hmm. wants to do all those things. And the play you do that is on PC. My son went to town on that. And to me, it's there's never been a cheaper gaming PC ever that's still at, that's this capable at this price point. Mm-hmm. So it's a no-brainer because you can hook it up to a dock, put it up to a monitor with keyboard and mouse if you want to do that. Um, you can do the mods. You can do all these cool stuff. Um, so I think it's an excellent opportunity to really open the doors for pc gaming and you can do it on the go if you want obviously it's it's, it's afty boy but from everything i've heard and i've seen more and more output it's very comfortable and it's very usable friendly it's not going to hurt your wrist things like that so uh, i'm hearing all those things so it's really cool to hear that but if you want to get into gaming the cheapest way the switch is a no-brainer it makes sense i always say this though if if you own a switch like a dock one get a switch Lite. It's, it's a no-brainer. It doesn't make any sense to get a second one you can dock, because ultimately you're just paying extra for things you probably don't need. But yeah, Switch is a no-brainer. The library is fantastic. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I mean, plus, uh, if you own a PC, you're going to get all those games there anyways, so a Switch is the only way to play Nintendo games, so I think it's, that's kind of the argument's met. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lastly, this comes from Chris from the Discord. Could... Deathloop be Sony's biggest fall game, which is also an Xbox game studio game. They say fall game because that's really their only fall game. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying
2: to think of what else Horizon is coming out because, like, yeah, that got pushed back. What else is coming? This, week, this is an indie weird. game. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. This is, even, is such is a Kena, can, Oh, yeah, that's that push till September. And September. September right? Yep.
2: Yeah. And then most other yeah. things that we're getting, it's like we're getting them everywhere, right? Because it's all mm-hmm. third-party. Pretty and much, yeah. And everything. Yeah. yeah, this is a weird year for Sony. They got to come out and say something. But I mean, mm-hmm. it is quite possible that that's the biggest thing that they have. Yeah. Hmm. Weird, though, right? How how is weird is it weird. to be playing Xbox and go to play MLB The Show and see the PlayStation logo? Like, did you ever think yeah. we'd live in a world, like, honestly, <laughs> seeing the ever Microsoft logo playing, on, uh, on Minecraft, on a Switch? Like, what? This is weird.
0: <laughs> or PlayStation games on Steam. It's it's a very weird world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, or Nintendo games on mobile. Yeah. Well, yeah so true.
1: So true. I uh, Yeah, there, there's a possibility that that's... I mean, I'm looking forward more to, to Kina... Just because mm-hmm. I like the first frame of that video game that I saw, it was like, damn, like that looks like a beautiful Pixar looking, kind of like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just awesome, colorful, bright game that, that I wanna just stare at, basically. Uh with Deathloop, like looked cool, but I I think as a Sony exclusive, like I, I think it's regardless of of like a microsoft logo being there i think it's for me anyway one of the least interesting exclusive that they've nailed down this generation so yeah i it's it's weird if that's their biggest fall game i i I don't think they're worrying this fall because they're still selling like no one can find them so they're still gonna sell really well through the season but um but I think that's going to be basically on their back catalog, and like I don't know, like maybe Deathloop will be really great, and I'll just eat my words. But that it's never impressed me as much as even like Kena, like you said, a smaller kind of game, or uh, most of their other exclusives. Like it's just I even eventually, I think that's you know that'll come to Microsoft and it'll go on Game Pass, and I'll be like, sweet, I get to play that for free, and I don't want to spend any extra money on that unless again, people play it and the reviews come out and it's like phenomenal and whatever. But like, it had a cool art style and stuff but just never caught me as like, this is a game you must own a system to play right now.
0: So uh, it's going to be a weird fall. It definitely is. And I will say this. Sony rarely puts their biggest games out in the fall anyways. They don't play in the fall. True. They let Call of Duty, everybody play there. Last yeah. year was kind of a, a weird one because they were launching a console. For for me, it's like, yeah, Sony wants to stay out of the fray because Madden and all these other games and, you know, Halo and Call of Duty and Battlefront. I mean, it's like... That's a lot of noise. And, and you know, why are you going to stand out when you can play those games on their system? So I'm not really worried about it. And, and quite honestly, there's nothing else like Deathloop coming out at that time. So it's a perfect time to stand out versus something else. But Arcane games, you either love them or hate them. And to me, I've never loved an Arcane game. So this game probably is going to be more, the world looks cool, but I don't love playing it. So Gamefly will probably bring it to my door. It is
1: good that it's not Thanks, going Gamefly. up against something similar or like it's not getting Titanfalled which could be good for this game in the fall. Mm. Um, you know, they're not putting it up against something bigger and better and just basically putting it out to die. So that, that could really help this game. And I, I hope it does get the attention that, you know, for better or for worse, it, it, should get, I, I guess, you know, every, de- every game kind of deserves its little bit of in the spotlight. So, uh, I always see, I always hate seeing games like go up against, it's like, why would you launch that game the same day as call of duty? Or why would you launch this game? You know, a week after, uh, Pokemon comes out or something and like, you know, every company's bad at that. So if this game actually gets some attention this fall, instead of going up against a couple of big juggernauts,
0: like, cool, that's, that's great. Yeah, and, and remember, Microsoft had nothing last fall. They didn't have Halo. They didn't have any games. So And they, it worked out fine for them because they're selling a lot of consoles. So I think the fall is overrated for big games because there's so much noise. Games have gotten ruined because of jump, shipping the time. We always said ship early or ship late. And so I yeah. think that's a smart decision to stay out of that fray.
2: Well, I think it's kind of changed to like buying habits and that kind of stuff and who's playing games yeah. and people always thought of it as for Christmas presents and all that kind of stuff. But now... We've been stuck inside for almost two years. So playing games year round. It doesn't matter, right? We just want new content all the time. So, I, but I never, I never caught that perspective before, Mark. About uh, you know how and and Todd how Sony games don't come out in the fall. But mm-hmm. it's like that makes sense now. I'm looking at Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Shima last year, all that kind of stuff. It's right. They leave the fall to sell consoles for a holiday and for other people to sell their games. On the consoles. Huh. Smart business decision there, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And Microsoft's got a Game Pass. So they don't actually don't even care if they sell games because they just want you to buy Game Pass. So, you know, <laughs> everybody's doing smart things except for EA maybe is finally doing something smart with not having, you know, 85 games come launching this time. But we'll see. We'll see. Well, that was quick questions. Not so quick, but good questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get better next time. Uh, let's move on to what we've been playing. So, Leah, uh, you've been playing some Minecraft. I've never heard of this game before. Is this uh, going to be a big game? Small indie yeah, game. maybe. Never. Small indie Just day. Maybe.
2: It might be one of the best selling games of all times. Just maybe it's not
0: pronounced mean craft day.
2: No, no, exactly. No, no, no French accent yep. in there. Um, so yeah, I, I was a late comer to the Minecraft world. Now, mind you, I've been, I've been obsessed now for years, but I would say maybe 2015, I really started getting into it and you, and mostly through like YouTube and stuff and then friends wanting to play and build things. Um, and so, you know, every so often I decide to, you know, play on my own. I like tinkering with like turning on Optifine, putting in mods, things like that. So this time around, I decided what I was going to do instead is uh, open up a Minecraft server so I could play with my friends because I've never really done that before. And I want to kind of learn that experience and kind of get my get my sea legs under me to see if, if when um, the 1.18 update comes out, if maybe I want to do a bigger you know, have more people come in. So right now I'm playing, uh um, yesterday i got uh my buddy steve Saylor, the blind gamer um he and i jumped on together playing and uh, he's definitely a creative type like me so we went into creative mode and we're just playing you know building things and whatever and just you know getting a lay of the land because it's been a long time since he played too so yeah it's just lots of fun because i really feel like it's it is a total sandbox but if you want to have restrictions you can set them for yourself and you can decide at what extreme levels you want or if you're tired of playing the normal game, throw a mod in there and uh, you know, spice up life a bit. So I'm really enjoying Minecraft and not just playing the game, but like the whole community. I watch a lot of Let's Plays and YouTube, stuff like um, Empires uh, SMG and um, the um, Hermitcraft crew. Like, I feel like I follow all of them now and watch everything that they make. Uh, So uh, it's lots of fun. I love Minecraft. Just good time.
0: How's the Sonic content, or have you tried that all?
2: no i haven't tried that um i'm not a big sonic fan so it never really appealed to me too much but i know it's there and i think it's more of a of a minecraft bedrock thing and i stick to java so yeah i haven't really gotten into it but you weren't the first person to ask (laughs) me
1: isn't there like you can play baseball in minecraft or something now
2: I wouldn't be surprised. They make mods for like anything. They made like a Stardew Valley like mod at one point. That's fantastic. One point. Yeah. A, a yeah. couple of friends it,
1: just started like messaging. We have like a little group chat and they just started like, we should start a Minecraft server. And I haven't played Minecraft in a while. And uh, they're like really like adamant that we should start our own server. And they're like, yeah, we should get back into it and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know, like if you guys want to like go for it, like I'm, I'll am i jump in. But um yeah, now I'm here, like, and now you're talking about it. It's just, like, everything's just kind of, like, do Minecraft. So Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm and probably, to-
2: probably since the last time you played, too, especially if you wait until the next update comes out, because the next date, update is phenomenal, because it's changing the entire world generation, because it's going higher into the sky and lower into the ground. Ooh. So you're going to get these epic caves. Like, Steve was really keen on wanting to build, like, a bat cave, right? And having this cavernous space with like, and then making like the, the, the gear and then having like, maybe like a Batmobile that he built in it. And I said, Steve, you need to wait until the next, the next update comes because start planning, thinking about it, you know, what, how you want to do it. But like the next update, the stuff that we've been seeing in like the, uh, the, the kind of samples that uh, the Minecraft crew, the Mojang crew drop so that you can kind of test the world and report back. And if you find bugs, It looks phenomenal how Mm -hmm. they're, they're constructing caves and stuff. So So, yeah, it's going to be cool.
1: The last time I played it, like uh, with any significant time put into it, I built a roller coaster to hell. And so that sounds like something I might be interested in. So this, this roller coaster started out on the, like on the ground level and then went up and I built a cave into the side of a mountain that was shaped like a skull and the mouth was open and you, the the roller coaster went into that open mouth cave and there was like fire shooting up out of the walls and stuff. And then it went further down until like, there was like lava and all that kind of stuff into the ground. And it was all like, you know, crazy and like twisty turny. And then it came back up and, uh, and like looped through the sky and stuff. So going higher and going deeper, I think I might have to build a new roller coaster. That sounds like Mm -hmm. a whole lot of fun. I, you, you've got me at you to play Minecraft again.
0: I lived uh, Minecraft through my son. He was hardcore mod doing all these things, watching the videos. So he blew my mind. And yeah, he just loved figuring out the physics of all of the, what is it? The redstone and making connections and doing all that crazy stuff. I'm like, you, you're having a good time. I am not a creative guy at all. Like I see that. I'm like, I just want to go on an adventure. I don't like building stuff. So I'm, I'm just like the worst guy for it, but I love that he has enjoys that creative creativity with Legos and everything. So cool. And Lego missed the boat. They missed the boat on this. Mm. Come on. Also, Steve. All Steel, right, Steve
1: Sailor's awesome. I just want to throw that. Yes, out there. He, oh, is. Like, he, yeah, awesome. he is. Steve is awesome. Yes. I I don't know why I didn't realize he was uh, Canadian as well. I just saw a picture of him. Oh. Uh, it was shoot. Who was he hanging out with? Someone, and it was like a few like of the creators from Toronto and stuff. Like I think it was uh, oh, yeah, uh, Riley maybe that, that, like yeah. yeah like from from Walmart Gaming Canada. Uh, which is yeah. like the best account as well, and uh, and He's I just such I was a like, good job. I didn't even realize that like a couple of these people were Canadian, and like it's right in their Twitter profile. Like I don't know why I'm like following all these people and not realizing things, but um, yeah, it's it's like awesome to see like all those people that
0: are like Canadian and like hanging out and stuff. It's cool.
2: Yeah, Steve it's and like I. Like everybody together.
0: in Canada know each other. Pretty uh, much,
2: yeah. Maybe.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Steve and I had worked together, and then when because the the when the radio station we were astral and then they divested some stations when bell bought it and steve was working at one of those so we were doing a similar job being webmasters for radio stations and we lost can we lost contact and then i don't know what happened but somehow online we managed to touch base and realize we were like holy crap we used to work together Okay, and awesome. then we became quick friends <laughs> just picked up where we left off and then uh, grew into even better friends you know playing video games together he's been on the show a few times i've helped him out with some of his stuff worked on a few projects we had a we had a cool project we were working on but that like covid kind of killed and the delay of cyberpunk kind of killed mm. and then cyberpunk kind of died itself <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah no he's the best and it, what he does for accessibility in video games and just being a positive influence is yeah. just magical
1: yeah incredible Incredible stuff. If you're not following. Very cool. Follow. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Mark. Yep. You've been playing some games. I've been playing a few. So I, I, I want to get to these two, especially the first two uh, that I'll talk about. Uh, I got game. I got codes for both of these. So I want to thank uh, first off uh, Jules at a Tui. I just mentioned I didn't even reach out to Jules for this one, uh, but he just launched Pick Tui on Switch. And it's this like logic puzzle game. That's like a mix of just this Zen puzzle thing and like brain age. And it's, I just love it. And you check in every day and you get to stamp off that you did the puzzle that day. And you can do as many puzzles as you want, or you can do one and just get your little stamp for the calendar. And, uh, all of like the logic puzzles are all in a grid. So it's either five by five, 10 by 10, 15 by 15. And they get more, and more difficult as they go. Um, but you get basically your rows and columns and it'll say, uh, for a five by five grid, let's say, you know, one and two. And that means in that row or column, there's one and then a space and then two colored dots or whatever. And, you know, uh, so then you have to figure out exactly where the dots are. And sometimes it'll just say one in a whole line. It's like Minesweeper. You have to guess where that one thing is supposed to go. Um, but usually through some logic and, sometimes trial and error uh, you you get to figure it out, but the game is so Zen and cool that uh, the timer doesn't really matter. There is a timer, but you don't have to worry about it. Uh, You don't have to worry about getting hints or puzzles. It's not going to like take away any points or anything. It's just kind of like, this chill brain exercise with like really cool little facts. Once you solve a puzzle and all the puzzles are like either food or nature or this or that. And it, it I've been having a really great time with this. So Jules, thank you, uh, for, for that one. And, uh, I've, I've loved a games like mutant muds, um, Zio drifter. I, i've beaten on every platform i think that i've ever had it on like that's just a great metroidvania kind of game uh and this is very very different from the other stuff that he's done but um i'm i'm digging it he just talked about it on nvc and i kind of tweeted out like hey i really want to play this game and he literally just dm me like 15 seconds later and was like here you go uh i was like i plan nice. on buying this when i got home dude thanks <laughs> So, uh, this looks yeah, great. Jules, Jules is really good. He's, he's, uh, and that game is, is, is really cool. It's, it's pretty cheap on switch too. So, uh, so check it yeah. out. Yeah, $9. Um,
2: 99, I went and looked it up cause uh, yeah. I'm intrigued. So, so yeah, you're looking for a game to indeed? pass
1: away a few hours on a plane.
2: Oh yeah, that one there might work. Hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: don't need the oh, online. Bring on the bit. recommendations. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't need the online bit for that one. So it's it's going to help. Um, cool. Skydrift Infinity is the next one that I want to talk about, and I got this code from uh, from our friends over at Terminals, which is uh, which is just awesome. Um, so this game is uh, basically a racing game. It's developed and published by Handy Games. Uh, it's it's you're you're racing in airplanes so i was playing microsoft flight simulator and that game is like super impressive and fun to fly and this game is fun to fly in a very different way so if you're playing flight simulator and you're like i wish i could blow some shit up uh here you go oh there's combat Get this one there's some combat in this okay so it's like action it's an arcade racer. so you're you're going through like different courses and picking up different power-ups and shooting down other planes and getting shot down yourself. And, uh, it's, it's fun. It's, uh, Handy Games is part of like that THQ Nordic. So like they are this, like THQ Nordic just keeps coming out with these, like, not like triple a, not like, just kind of like a kind of games, you know, like they're not quite indies and they're not quite like super big studio games, but they're just like, fun, like decent quality kind of stuff. This is out for everything. I think PC, Xbox, PS4, uh, Switch. I've been playing it on Xbox and, uh, and it's just super, like I said, super fun, kind of plain racing action, kind of like arcadey kind of racing. Um, but I've been digging it because again, with Microsoft flight simulator, I was like, cool, I'm going to fly, like go down to a you know the orlando airport and like fly around disney world and that's cool for a second or like fly around like the island here and like fly over my cottage in inganish or something and be like yeah that's neat okay that's where you know i was swimming last weekend like whatever and you know it's it's cool it's impressive but like i kind of also want to shoot something so just kind of scratch that edge
0: <laughs> it looked like remember those games that were at the arcade It was like you're a snowmobiler it was like the midway games or whatever was it yeah. like uh was he yeah, yeah, actually just, on the just, snowmobile? Or yeah, or like those was a Hydro Blast games. Mm-hmm. Those are so much fun. If this was know? in an
1: arcade, it would 100% have some like – cockpit style thing that you sit in that Mm -hmm. would like be all gimmicked up and whatever and like have some kind of over the top announcer
0: like excellent
1: 100% this is that kind of game and I (laughs) like if you grew up playing those kind of games on N64 whatever. like this is that cruising 64 100% it reminds me exactly of those kind of racing games like it's just dumb over the top arcade racing fun like I loved it and I wasn't sure what to expect. I honestly didn't even know when I got the code that it was a racing game. I thought it was like an air combat kind of game and I was excited for that, but then they threw the racing aspect into it and I was like, Ooh, okay, let's, let's do this. Like, let's get some air combat plus racing. Plus like just again, like you said, that stupid arcade fun. So it's, it's cool. I like it. Nothing's better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like oh yeah and I guess I'll skip past Avengers because you know we already talked about that. So I haven't playing Avengers like we said. Uh, the last one I mentioned a free to play game that I was kind of on the fence about at first, even though I love the franchise, Pokemon Unite. My cousin's been talking about this one. My hairdresser's been talking about this one. Like people I know have been loving this game, and I've been just like, I don't know if I can do mobas. I love Pokemon, but like, is that for me? I'm not sure, but so many people have been talking about it that I was like, you know what? It's free. Screw it. Let's try this out. And damn it. I'm hooked. Why? Why? I've tried every single MOBA that I've been able to like on my phone, iPad, whatever, like console, I like anything that I've been able to play, like I have, and I've never been hooked on any of them. I've kind of gotten the idea, but like, there's—it's always been generic or something that I've just been like, I don't care about these heroes or this world or this universe for whatever reason. If I can score a basket or whatever you do in this game, because you are kind of like dunking basketballs on the other pe- pe- yeah. people's goal, um, if I can do that as Charizard, I'm like, awesome. Let me beat the other team as a Lowland Nine Tails for some reason. Cool. Is this it, is this a Space Jam tie-in? I wish that would be amazing. Can you imagine, <laughs> imagine. Pikachu and the Tasmanian Devil going up against each
0: other? Oh man! I would, would never put, put this up game from down. Heaven. Yeah, Yeah. just think of the song. Just think of the song. The Quad City DJs. I
1: I would never ever put that game down. This podcast would just it would change to the Pokemon Unite Space Jam podcast because I'd never be talking about anything else. You'd just be like, I I just hear Gamefly, and I'd be like, "Mm -mm, Pokemon Space Jam. Let's do this,
0: Logan uh, Mark. the The title of this episode will be "You Had Me at Pokemon." That's all it is. All right, I like it. I like it. Uh, I don't know uh, too so much I, about
2: this game mark. Is it is it online? Like can you only play online? Do you have to be constantly connected? Or is there any kind of single player mode to it?
0: Uh, I don't I- I think there's bot teammates that you, you can play yeah, it offline. Yeah, you might be okay. able to play... Because it's on Switch, because uh, I yeah. think Switch doesn't require any online content. Well, maybe they, Fortnite, I guess, is online, because there's no oh, There, it, there it are could definitely be Switch games that, yeah. that
1: require online. Yeah. I don't know. I've yeah. only played this at home so far. I haven't played it on the mm-hmm. go anywhere. Uh, so maybe I'll take my Switch offline and see if I can play anything. The only thing you could really play, or like practice missions... So I don't know if you mm-hmm. need to check in for those. Obviously, like if you're not online, okay. you're not going to be playing. So it's a MOBA. So you have five versus five teams, um, and you're 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 basically paired up with real people going after uh, the other team in okay. this. So so for the most part, it is an online competitive multiplayer game. Um, but there is there are, there are like practice modes and different things that you might be able to kind of like test your skills up a little bit while. Mm-hmm while you're, uh, while you're offline. I don't know. I'm not hmm.
0: sure. I'll what's I'll the, uh, what's the financial model? Is it buying Pokemon? Uh,
1: yes, there, there's okay. a couple of different financial models. Heroes. On this
0: one. So it's all very much like you're, most you're, of those gate mobas. You're buying yeah. heroes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah. It, they're really smart about it too. So they let you test out four Pokemon. I don't know if it switches every week or every day or something like that, but the like you have your set. So right now I think I have a, team or a roster of i think five pokemon or something like that but it also lets you test out four that you don't have so i could test those out and be like "Ooh, i really like whoever it is slowpoke uh so i, I i'm hooked on that oh shoot it, the trial runs out in you know 24 hours maybe i should go buy sure. it uh, there's also mm-hmm. a battle pass that lets you unlock some more stuff and um but there's so far for me, there's been a lot of just free coins to unlock that lets me buy stuff just by playing the game. And if you focus on doing the challenges, then I so far have not been really tempted to purchase anything. I I did purchase a Charizard, um, but that wasn't with like real money. That was just with the money that I've gotten from like play three matches a day. Uh, Okay. You know, Defeat this many opposing teammates, uh, check into this, change your outfit, do that, do that. Like there's a ton of things that you can just check off every day that Mm -hmm. just gives you, it's like, okay, well, here's 50 free coins. Here's 500 free coins. It's like, it's so far been really generous with the amount of free stuff that they've thrown at me that I, I looked at my wife today and I was like, I'm really digging this game. Like, I think I'm going to buy the season pass just because they give you extra stuff with the season pass, but I was like, I don't need to. And that's a good yeah. thing. Like I, 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 I want to get it because I'm enjoying the, the experience. And I feel like anytime I'm enjoying the experience that much, I want to kind of invest in that experience a little bit more and, and maybe get some exclusive stuff that just kind of says like, I'm a super fan. Cause I'm dumb like that. And uh, this game's got me feeling that kind of stupidness again of like, yeah, here's money.
0: Just wait until they uh, unlock all those, like, Pokemon balls that you have to buy for, like, a specific Pokemon ball, <laughs> Pokeball color, Mark. Oh my all, you'll be all I'll in, dude. You, they if know this, you. If
1: this, they know you too well, if Mark. If this game gets a King, stick a fork in me, I'm done. Like, they're already over. good enough with Charizard. Like, I've, I've got a couple of my mains, but um, Nidoking, this I, I got chomping around the stage as, as Elvis. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out.
2: There's not like, so they must have like a limited number of Pokemon in there there right now. They don't have all 800 and something. No,
1: no, there's a pretty limited roster. I mean, it's, (laughs) it's a decent amount. Eight years of content ready to roll. (laughs) That is, that's the thing, man. Like they, they can just keep rolling out. This game gets a little stale and they're like, well, here's a dozen more Pokemon that we haven't released yet. But like, there's a good mix of like really iconic, like Pikachu and Charizard kind of characters to Mm -hmm. like really weird. Like I started off my game with Talonflame, which is a, firebird kind of thing and like not the best known pokemon and it was one of the first ones i saw and i was just like i kind of i like talon flame like there's a good uh most people if they're choosing a fire pokemon choose one of the fire starters and just kind of continue yeah. with that so uh i find a lot of time like the extra fire characters don't get a ton of love and and i usually start with a fire pokemon so like talon flame has been like cool but i've never like you know, had it on my roster and like the mainline game. Mm-hmm. So, and this one, I was like, yeah, let's try it out. And, um, it's cool to see some like less popular Pokemon and get some spotlight here. And also again, like you can get Pikachu and whatever. Uh, you can also, uh, I forgot, like buy your Pokemon outfits too, Todd. So like, that's another thing where they can, if you want Pikachu to look like he's wearing a samurai suit or something like to take
0: my money so uh there's a little gotcha things. pokemon, fans don't, like mar- money, they, no, pokemon no. fans don't like spending no, money mark pokemon fans don't like spending money no not yeah. at all they're averse to, to they're to,
1: to that yeah uh oh my god <laughs> so anyway this this game's free like try it out because you might get hooked on it like i did okay i will yeah
0: Nice, nice. Um, very quickly, so I'm going to talk about the first game, and then you guys get to pick the next game I talk about. So uh, I've got the choices there, and, and I can talk about those. But um, the first one is Skyward Sword. So I got Skyward Sword from uh, my friends at Gamefly. Thank you, Gamefly. Gamefly is the best deal in gaming. Uh, I love Gamefly. Uh, you mean, Gamefly, it you know how to reach me. I don't think so. I don't know. I
2: don't think I don't think Gamefly is in
1: Canada. No.
0: Oh, Gamefly, come to Canada. Spoiled. There you go. I'll reach out there. Uh, they probably have, like, Game Moose or something. You know, game I don't know. Game
1: Moose?
2: Ah, I like that. Someone someone, take that. Go. Run with it. The
0: man on the moose. That's, I think Ryan Turford. Uh, Ryan Turford I was going to say, yeah. Ryan Turford John's, would be uh, we'll probably John upset Bill about Paulette. that one. That's, yeah. that's uh, yeah. uh Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, so I got this game. I originally played it when it was on the Wii. This game is a hard game to love. Um, it has everything I hate about Nintendo games, which is... It it forces you to really get monotonous. It's like, oh, you have to talk to people a lot, and then you have to go to this place, and then go back to this place. And it's a lot of reading dialogue. And, they, and I will say this. So I gave up on the first game. I don't even think I actually got down to the ground. Or maybe I did, and I just gave up because I was so bored after that point. So... I went back and I tried this game because I've heard all the improvements to really reduce the amount of monotony. Like, they don't tell you for the 85th time that you've picked up a, uh, a rupee, well, which is great. Good. Or you've done this. Yeah, so they've done some basic things. They also put some content behind or uh, uh, accessibility features behind an amiibo, which I just find very weird and just very... It, I Mark knows my feelings about Nintendo just being behind the times in a lot of areas and just not getting called on it. So a lot of things there. So but they did add it, you know, extra save features. Um they did add in features, well they had to because people are going to play this on the Switch Lite, which means that you don't need waggle controls. So okay. motion controls, you can play it either with motion controls or you can play it with Stick flicks, as they would call it. I don't know the best way to put it. You flick your sword in the right direction you want to do, but you have to then, I believe, hit the L button for like the Z control, which means you can't necessarily control your camera at the same time you have combat. So let's put it this way. It is a beast. I tried it with the stick flick controls, highly painful and not precise at all. Uh, Then I tried it with motion controls, and I have bad shoulders because I had surgery last year. And I just, I tried the flying missions, and I'm like, this is driving me nuts. Um, So I just had to give up, because I'm just like, I'm just, this game does not make it easy to really get into. And a a lot of people have really gotten into it. Like, I really like it so much better. It does have some ingenious just combat techniques of how you approach an enemy, how you hit them, and things like that. That's cool, but... Everything else just feels like a game from like 2001, essentially, which Skyward sort of always felt like like an old game. And so I felt like this is a remaster, not a remake. And I I kind of felt like the fact that they charged sixty bucks for this game kind of felt like they did the least amount. There's no voice acting once again. Um, it's prettier. Uh, there's that. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, I, I gave up on the game for the first time because of a lot of these same reasons. The mm-hmm. story is just it just is slogs and it takes you forever to do anything. And then my least favorite thing about a lot of games is when there's reading the, reading the lips and they go like this, I'm like there's no emotion. I, I can't tie in emotions when it's like, they're still flapping their lips when the, the dialogue's done. And there's, n-. so I'm like, I just need to get beyond this. So this is why I feel it really feel like we got breath of the wild because I felt like Nintendo couldn't continue on with the same type of game. They've been making since Ocarina of time they did take some things from it and make Breath of the Wild. But essentially, that's why w- with how many like, how many people own the Wii, this game was one of the worst-selling Wii games of their major franchises. Mm-hmm. It just showed you that people weren't showing up for Nintendo PIP just because to play it because they felt like it just lacked. So um, I know some people are enjoying it. I know Sean Capri really loved it, playing with his son, but I think it was because he was playing with his son, finding enjoyment there versus being critically saying, is this a good game or is it a Zelda game? And it's the only Zelda game we got until Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. Mm-hmm. Because I loved uh, *Link's Awakening*, I loved it because that was a reinterpretation, a remake. So, and they 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 had a special art style and they did some things and they played this thing. So, I I want more of that. I want Mm -hmm. I want I no longer want um, remasters of Nintendo games. I want remakes Mm -hmm. where they really go in and rethink it versus giving you something like the the Mario Collection, which those were ports at best and i felt like they had a missed opportunity to really show people what mario could be with just some some really nice polish so i
1: I think that collection kind of set people up for disappointment with this game too because yeah with with galaxy as part of that collection for full price you got one of the best games on the wii versus this game that again just feels like that re the game. Yeah. There are some, a few quality of life improvements, but for the most part it was like, okay, why am I paying full price for this one single standalone Zelda game? When I just got uh, super Mario galaxy as part of a collection, 64. at least it was, yep. you know, full, full price. And there were two other games with it yeah. and the soundtrack and this and that, uh, why, you know, just, just from a value proposition Kind of standpoint, like I, I, think it's turned off a lot of people, and my my wife is one of those people that uh, this is again this, when when we bought this house, my my Wii dropped in in the move, and uh, I never got to finish Skyward Sword because the Wii stopped reading discs, so that's the Wii that I hacked and made my little emulator machine, but I never got to finish that game, but we still haven't picked it up because. Talking about it, she's just like, but it's like not. There's no collection. She she really wanted that Twilight, like a Twilight Princess, and she's like, oh, it's like Twilight Princess or any of the older games, like in this collection. I was like, no, it's just the one single game. She's like, that's horseshit. Mm. She like the, the value proposition was set up where 3D All Stars was kind of like, okay, well, here's a couple of older games, and you know they're all in a bundle, they're full price, and people had a problem with that alone, but like. So how can they expect anything but backlash with one game at full price from the same era as as that? And you know, it's 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 tough. But if you're enjoying it, that's that's great. But um yeah, I, I've still yet to pick this one up. And I hmm, I'm sure I
0: eventually either. will, but uh Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just something I wanted to give it a second chance. I, I hate to happy. like write off games.
2: I'm happy because Sean had me convinced yesterday that I should pick it
0: up. But now I'm like mm-hmm. rose colored glasses, having a young child and seeing his eyes beam. And he, you know, a child doesn't know any better. Like my son, he didn't know any better. He played crappy yeah. games, too. No. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs>
2: but wouldn't have yeah. been, It would have uh, been cool if they had packaged it with like that and Wind Waker. It was
0: like, yeah. That? I,
2: Where's that? Yeah, and
0: and, the and, and when and Wind Waker is one of those games I feel is timeless and it, it doesn't need anything too much to it. And when they actually brought that game out, they did a lot of quality of life, did a lot of things and it was an, a stellar experience. So,
1: if, yeah, well, if we'll they see. took the same all-stars approach, like package it with Ocarina, package it with yep. Twilight Princess, a GameCube game, essentially and the most people yep. played it on the Wii, myself included. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then Majora's Skyward Mask. Sword or Majora's Mask should be on there as well. I'm, I'm thinking of like one per generation. I'd pick yeah, Ocarina over Majora's yeah, yeah, Mask, yeah, yeah. but like, yeah, hundred percent throw everything in there. Um, but like, you know, that, that would be a better value proposition. I think, uh, like, like I said, like people were thrown off by the price of 3d all stars already. So People are going to be really thrown off by this one. It's like essentially just a repackaged yeah. Wii game. What are you talking about? <laughs> Full price. Like
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's uh, it's a tough one to sell. But like Ocarina, even throw just Ocarina in there or Wind Waker, like one hundred percent day one purchase for me. Well,
2: that's the cool. thing they, they already did. did that. They did it for the Wii U. They have Wind I Waker know. and Twilight Princess that they did. And where the heck are those games?
0: Yep, like and they're, they're already GB- in HD. So yeah, exactly. They, they don't have to- yeah, they just port them. I mean, they, yeah. they're not anything special. They're, they're already there. They're as, HD. That's it. Yeah. Save as Doc's I, got I mean, And you remember the GameCube collection that they... I think it was part of Nintendo Power. Like, you could send away and get that GameCube disc that had Legend of Zelda. Zelda 2. It had... Uh, uh, was it uh, Link's... Uh, 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 a Link to the Past. A Link to the Past. It also had Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on a GameCube disc. All those oh, games Wow, were free through Nintendo an power. And you find it, it's worth, I, I sold that disc. I kicked myself because it's worth like $300 now. Oof. It's one, And that actually is something we'll talk about as collectibles in the future. So segue there, but we've got to go one more game. So you guys can either ask me about Halo Infinite Flight, Solitarica, or The Ascent.
2: Ooh, Halo. I, I uh, didn't
0: get yeah. into the Halo beta. Thanks. No I, didn't wanna, Halo.
1: I didn't want to jump in. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to just let, like, like. Okay.
0: Let, so it, let yeah. me tell you a little Definitely, simple yeah. story that, that was the, one of the most frustrating experiences of my life. So I signed up for the, Inf- the Halo Infinite flight on mm-hmm. PC. Cause I have okay. a PC, I, I have PC game pass. I have a gaming PC. I also have an Xbox series S, so I could play it wherever, but I s- specifically said PC. Cause I'm like, I guess I could get in. I could probably get in easier with PC. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I get the email, you've been invited, you're there. I'm like, awesome. So I go to sign into Halo Waypoint. I can't even log in the day of. It's like, I, it, it doesn't even log me in. And it says, okay, well, you're going to get, and I had to go to this other website to say, okay, how are you been accepted? Okay, yep, I've been excited, accepted for PC. I'm good to go. These are the instructions on how you do it. So I click the link, page doesn't exist. I'm like, and I go to the like Halo support Everybody else is getting the same. Like, what is going on? 100%. I'm like, of of all the of all the companies in the world, Microsoft gets no pass for this because they are the cloud service. Microsoft Teams runs my. I mean, they have no excuse. And they knew how many people they were putting this out to as well. Yeah. So it's not like they didn't know. So I'm like, they don't get a pass. They're the ones that are talking about cloud gaming. I'm like, And you can't even get a website to work. <laughs> and like, and you've only got this. Many. So I'm like, it's not excusable. This is not like a, you know a small company launches something it doesn't work. This is a website. I can't even log in. I'm like, so I'm like going back and forth. Don't know what it is. I'm like, I, I want to support. I want to send a support ticket to get this. I can't even get to the page to the support ticket So i'm like what is this insanely then i'm like okay this is gonna be dumb and somebody said maybe you got into the other version so did i get in the xbox version no i didn't even like i look i'm in the xbox version i try to uh put in the halo insider app on my xbox yeah did i show you that did i show you a picture of that mark like no. it's here but it's not available yet <laughs> So like, I couldn't even get the app. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so I'm like, dude. and my problem was, and you guys, are like, what? Well, how do I, you know, things are always right. I was going to Fargo the next day. I'm like, and then it was going to end before I came back. So I'm like, this is the, I've got like three hours to get into this thing, or I'm not getting a chance to do this. Finally worked. Finally worked. I got in. And basically, um, it started off, you had basically an armory where you could test all the weapons. So that's kind of cool. It's kind of like they call it the ha- Halo Academy, I believe. Okay. And then you had essentially three different maps, and they unlocked the maps over time. And then it was basically bots. Um, and then it was eventually they had guardian, uh, um, different Spartan bots and then they had, um, then they eventually did PvP four versus four, like with real players. So okay. that was that was past time though I was able to play. So I played it, um, and I'll be honest, I've never been a Halo PvP guy, but I've loved Halo the campaign, and I've always loved the fact that Pv is fantastic that the enemies are great. Um, but I, and I and I and I one of my favorite multiplayer PvP games is Destiny. Done by Bungie. So, you know, kind of see the connective tissue. Um, I played the Halo and its bots, and it was funny. And I had my son, because I'm not a very good gamer, I had my son test it too, and he's a fantastic gamer. He was getting no scoped. He was getting killed in five seconds. I'm like, and these bots are supposed to be dumb as hell. I'm like, I got killed so many times. I think I killed a few people. He got killed so many times. He he's like, Dad, what's going on? The tracking's horrible. It's like, I can't shoot anybody. And he's like, he is like killing people. No. No problem in Destiny. So I'm like, glad to hear it's not just me. So, and I know people are like totally going nuts over this, but I don't know if Destiny, I, I, I hate to say this, I don't know if Halo is a feeling of nostalgia versus what modern PvP games are like because I played the game, it felt very basic to me. Yes, it felt pretty good, but I'm like, none of the modes or maps felt interesting or special or and the weapons in halo are feeling a little stale and i know and i think that's the problem i think people that loved halo grew up in the and i heard a lot of that oh i grew up in halo 1 through 3 and all this and i'm like yeah but not many people have these days the last halo was six years ago and it wasn't one of the best selling halos in the world and halo 5 had great multiplayer so i'm like i i just i just struggle with People getting so excited about it, so I, I think it, a lot of the Halo excitement might be people that are nostalgic and hardcore Halo fans. Versus, is it really a great multiplayer PvP game? And I don't know. I, I'm really waiting though for a PvP PvE with Halo, and I don't know if there's going to be new modes. I know there's some some there, but I mean, but I'm really waiting for the campaign. But I am so worried that we still don't have a release date for the campaign. That I think we're getting the multiplayer released because it's free for everybody, so there's nothing to buy. I don't think we're getting the campaign this year.
2: I wouldn't be surprised they pushed it to 2022, too. Like, yeah. it kind of makes sense, considering they had to go back and fix a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. But I do think it's a good idea to get multiplayer out the door. Oh, yeah, because absolutely. Because that's yeah. what people love, right? And that, that'll that that'll get more people in and wanting to play Halo, the game with the story and everything, more so than just putting out the story first and then multiplayer later.
1: Mm-hmm. It's going to be oh, an
2: yeah. uh, interesting case study, if yeah. that does happen.
1: Especially, I mean, and it's on, it's on Game Pass. Yeah. And if they're doing something like, you know, play the campaign or beat the campaign, get a, an extra suit for, or, you know, armor type or something like that for multiplayer, yeah. then there's going to be that incentive for people to buy it or play it through Game Pass or whatever. So I, I, I wouldn't be too worried if, if they were worried, I, I I think there's things to throw in there, but like, I'm very excited to play both of these. So it's a shame that It's a shame to hear that you didn't have a good experience, but I'm still very excited for. It was just kind of boring. I just felt like
0: I I was expecting for something like to really stand out to be. This is a unique dynamic. They did some some things I thought were interesting, like they had um, uh, the I'm blanking on the the hook shot or whatever you want to call it. They had that, but I mean, it felt like the same Halo I've played, you know, since Halo One. So to me, it just didn't feel like it stands out in Apex Legends, all these other games. I'm like. That's why I'm hoping there's going to be different modes that really stands out. So what I saw in, like, you know, we all saw in those, like, previews for it and everything, that looked cool. But the modes I was playing in, it felt cramped and mm-hmm. boring. There was nothing unique about the architecture. It looked cool. It was like, I'm in a warehouse. I'm in a bazaar with some some fruit you could shoot, but you couldn't deform. So I just, like, at first for a first blush, I just felt like it... Mm-hmm. It just needed to do more to get excite new fans. And that, Mm -hmm. to me, where are coming from where I'm not hardcore. I just felt like it did nothing to make me feel like this feels any different than any other PvP. But um, I think the cool part is Microsoft's going to make a lot of money off this game because they have season passes. So they're going to make more money off of the multiplayer than the campaign. And the fact, like I said, they can get this out on everything for free day one, and it's not tied to a game because they don't have to sell it on Game Pass. It's a no-brainer.
2: It's a fantastic way to interconnect all of their services, because if oh, yeah. you're into Halo and you don't, you can play on your PC, but you're like, hey, I kind of want a console. And then you're like, oh, I can spend money on season passes. Or, oh, I'm curious about this now. I want to play the 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 full game or the the story mode. Buy Game Pass. Yep. Oh, wait, I'm now in the Game Pass mach- machine, and I, they'll make more money off me that way than just buying one game, you mm-hmm. know? So it's, it's a fantastic and very of the moment business model to kind of see how they're going to play all that out. Mm. And this may be another one of those pivot points in the gaming world, where maybe because what Microsoft is doing right now may change everything after for the industry. So I'm really I'm really keen on watching how this all pans out. Yeah. And of course, to play, because you know, Halo's Halo. <laughs> for sure.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And it's interesting because Microsoft is the only one that is really geared to have... Uh, season passes in things in their games. They've done um, a lot of things. I, I could see Halo or Horror, uh, <laughs> I'm getting my maze Forza Horizon eventually just be a free-to-play game with with expansions and you buy mm-hmm. the expansions or different things like that to get you in the door. Yep. They did it with it that, that with the, what, the Hot Wheels pack. Um, yes. I could see them with, do Gears, same thing. Gears could eventually just be free-to-play And then you buy the expansions and all these different ways to make money and keep the cash flowing. And it's about services and the extra pieces and getting the rock in gears, right? (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah, so so yeah, check it out. I'm sure there's going to be more of those. But yeah, like I said, we still don't have a a date for the actual campaign. I don't know if they're waiting for Call of Duty to make the first play, but I don't think they have to. Halo fans will show up.
2: There's a... (sighs) Xbox events that got announced today that's happening during Gamescom. I don't remember. I think it was the 24th of August. They announced Mm -hmm. happening in Germany. I have a feeling we may hear something then. I hope so. Because, like, we're end of August. Like, come on. (laughs) We need to know. If this is coming out this year, it's either give us a date for now or tell us it's pushed. (laughs)
0: Yep, And the campaign is what they have to prove, because nobody said Halo 5's multiplayer was bad. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. And if you've got to show, and we haven't seen that game since, it's been 14 months since we've seen the campaign, and nobody was impressed the last time they saw it. And the last thing that's we've true. seen is a cutscene. So, you know, and then we also want to know why this is going to be an open world type Halo game too, which... They've got to show us. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just curious. So and and I I want to play it because I love the Halo campaigns and playing it with a buddy and it's just uh-huh. a lot of fun. So I want it to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we talked about things that will eventually be a lot of wor- uh, money in the future, we talked about um, you know what what would be worth the money we would have like a GameCube disc with all of the Zelda games on that Todd stupidly. St- you know, sold and now it's probably worth $300. Um, it was just announced that someone has found, they're calling it the holy grail of gaming. It's this console TV, which maybe your grandma owned. That is completely like it's five hundred pounds of wood with like a seven, 19 inch screen, maybe, guys. I don't know. But this lady is very excited about it in a uh with shag carpet. And <laughs> apparently it was called it's called the the Packard Teledyne Packard Bell cartridge television system. And wow. it plays Cartivision videotapes. I have never heard of any of those things or phrases together. Cartivision? No. no. What is that? That is Sounds like you look at maps with it, like cartography. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I mean, cart- that's what they used to call the cart, the Cartridge's carts, right? So I see where they're coming at there, but it was never one of the ones that we heard about, like video no. game history-wise or when we were growing no. up or anything. So this was like a one-off, trying to probably trying to grab at what they thought was going to be a big industry money ticket <sighs> item, but just never really made it, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently you could buy it for almost... $1,600 back in the day, which is equivalent to $9,000 in modern money. Woo! There's that's a video, out, if you want to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, apparently, most of the units are uh, homemade boxes with electronics mounted inside. Um, it's apparently you normally see these separated versus a big thing. And people have turned them into fish tanks and different things. So, like, people destroyed wow. potentially like collector's editions. Wow.
2: That's, that's
0: crazy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so so check your grandma's basement, everyone. <laughs> um, and maybe they'll. She has it still. Maybe it's like uh, a place where she put another TV on top. Like you know, the old day. If your old TV died, you put another TV on mm-hmm. top. It was very classy. Yeah, yeah. So so this gets me into thinking of you know, and and um, we've talked about this. You know, gaming is a fairly new, uh, you know, entertainment uh, medium. It's been around since the seventies. But other things have been around longer. But we're seeing to get at to a point where people have things that are very old and very rare. And people with a lot of money now from the old days can buy these things. And these rarities can start jacking up prices. And we can start getting a collector's um, process uh, for basically having like um, um, auction houses for gaming, mm-hmm. um, all these different things that create a, a way to grade things and make things at one point where you thought was very common, maybe is very rare. So in this instance, I mean, uh, Leah, you had a couple stories about Nintendo specifically where it's like, holy crap, I wish I would have kept that box.
2: Yeah, I mean, this this stuff is fascinating because we, yeah, like you mentioned, we're hearing about, we're now old enough that this stuff is hard to come by or we destroyed it as kids. Like my mom was always like, take care of your toys. And this is why she, I should have taken care of my toys. But no, I had too much fun playing them. But... If you did have an unopened copy of Super Mario Brothers, it could potentially sell for two million dollars.
0: Two million dollars. That's crazy. What monster doesn't open it? i know exactly
2: that's like the amiibos in the box i'm like i i don't have the heart not to open it but yeah it's like you run a
0: store right (laughs) you see everybody that has those it's like do you have a store can i buy the amiibo yeah (laughs) Yeah.
2: so on the verge they they have an article about an anonymous buyer who paid two million for a never opened copy of super mario bros according to uh, collectible sites rally so that's That's kind of crazy but this wasn't the first one we've heard in the past little while. Back in July, yeah, back in July, like, this made, like, the article that I pulled was from BBC, but I know the company that I work for, the big news network, CTV, they had a story up, too. There's a copy of Super Mario 64, talk about my oh-holy Christmas present, that sold for $1.5 million. So we went from... being the record breaking one in July to now like a few days ago it being 2 million. So Mm -hmm. like someone go find something super rare, like mother three in a box or something like that, you know, cause someone's going to want to pay big money for it. And often, Mm -hmm. you know, not only are you paying for it as like, you know, collectibles to have in the house, but now we're starting to think about, archiving this stuff for historical purposes so like not only are we buying them for the fact that like it has value in that sense it's an unopened box but also just you know preservation and i'm always a uh, keener too about like how things are made so there's even like a nintendo museum that's supposed to be coming um, mm-hmm. that they're working on and last time this this the article i pulled here was uh VGC. And uh, yeah, Nintendo itself is building this um, museum and it's going to have lots of uh, history inside. And I'm really hoping that maybe one day I can take a flight over to Tokyo and go visit once it's built. Because I'd love to see like Miyamoto's old drawings and stuff. Because mm. like that's that seeing that kind of stuff, like that's priceless, right? And that's history.
0: Absolutely. So uh, I that, think
2: that's where I get nerdy I- about collectibles and things. It's more the history.
0: I. I think anybody's Wii U that has all of those eShop games on it in the future will be worth a lot because that's about the only place you can buy <laughs> Metroid Fusion or yeah. any of these games. And it's like, oh, my God. So it's yeah. it's interesting. All those eShops in all those electronic stores that like the Wii, I think that finally closed. And you think about that. I'm like, there's going to be like or what was it? The PlayStation that had um, PlayStation 3. Yes,
2: I have PT and, on my console.
0: Exactly. And you think about never, that. Constantly I have... never get
2: rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Can't. And
0: you're like, what? I mean, eventually they're all going to die because I guess the internal batteries die on. Con- I mean, just be very careful. But I mean, but it's amazing what could be worth a lot of money. And mm-hmm. just um, and, and it was kind of funny because Chris Kohler said, I never expected the first million dollar game to be this game, which it's a great point this wasn't a rare game. I mean, it's in good, con- great condition, but this is not like your Bible games on NES. This is not like your, um, that what was at the NES, uh, was it the super Nintendo game or whatever they call it? It was the, uh, where they had that competition, where they had like six games or three games on a cartridge to play it. Like the, 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 um, oh, like the world. Champion help me out, Nintendo friends. Super Mario yeah, exactly. All
2: stars or something.
0: Well, it was the world championship. Uh, the, the the Nintendo world, world championship championships. championships right?
2: That's the one that they did with the wizard.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. Where they had like four games on an NES cart and it was like this, there were only like 25 maids. I'm like, those are the type of games. Cause I feel like, it's all about rarity and only Mm -hmm. so many people that have those versus a a pristine copy of a game. Like my, my buddy Steve in in college, he had an N64 and he was the guy that kept the box in pristine condition would keep the plastic like bag that it came in, in the Mm -hmm. cart. And he would put it in and put it back every time. Like, dude, you're anal. Wow. But (laughs) he
1: he's laughing now. Yeah, for sure. He he might have some good quality collectibles. Like, and that's the thing for me is like, as a kid, Growing up with NES, Super Nintendo, N64, like the time I got a new one, my mom would give away the consoles or the games or both to like my younger cousins and stuff. And like I was lucky mm-hmm. enough to go back and recollect. Like I have uh, a NES, Super Nintendo, GameCube, my N64. Like I have all those now, but mm-hmm. like I have no games like, or very few games that I still have collected. Cause I've gone, you know, I've gone back to my cousins, my uncle's aunts, whatever, and been like, do you know what you did to those games? And they were like, I don't know, we probably gave them away or they probably went in storage in the garbage or whatever. And it's like, I have no idea Mm -hmm. where they are. It's like, come on, man. Like, where's my Battletoads double dragon? I need that. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you can't buy that anymore. Uh, So there's very few games that I still have and it's, and not even just seeing it, you know that they're worth something. Cause like, like you said, what kind of crazy, it takes a certain type of like crazy foresight to not open something for 40 years. And I respect that. But at the same time, I'm like, come on, if I have a collectible, like I'm opening it up so I can play with it. Woo-hoo! Like my Assassin's Creed blade that I'm wearing for anyone on video. Uh, you know, if I have a collectible, it's just like, it's, it's going to be open. And I'm going to, I'm going to have some fun, but, um, yeah. I just like, even just for the sake of having those things, like I don't think back in the day, like video games were treated as such a toy kind of thing for a lot of households that it was yeah. just like, mm-hmm. you know, if, okay, if Mark outgrew his shoes, like you pass those down or toss them out. If you know, you outgrew a, you're, you're not playing with power Rangers anymore, but your younger cousins playing with power Rangers, they get all the power Rangers. And it's just like, Video games were treated as the same thing. So it's really cool now to see them as collectibles, as art, as something a little bit more than just that kind of... And I know there's, you know, there's toy collectors, there's there's basically the internet has opened up this crazy world of any kind of thing can be a collectible if you have a nostalgia for it or if it was rare enough or whatever. But uh, like you said, this wasn't a rare thing, but it's the rarity is unopened. Uh, And and I think that's, that's, what's going to be interesting in the next few years is like, what kind of thing are people going to find of like some store that closed and the person brought home all the stock and left in the basement in this sealed off little compartment. And there's like six copies unopened of some super rare, uh, you know, NES game or Sega game or something like that. Or I, but I want to see the really rare stuff. Like a copy of a game that's unopened that there was only 10,000 made or something like that. Like that's when I think we're going to get into some crazy Uh money, but it's it's really interesting to see this kind of take off.
2: Have you guys been to the Nintendo store in New York city?
0: No. Um, I have not, but uh, I may be escorted there by Sean Capri. So we'll see if that happens in November.
2: It's worth your while because in there, they have a game boy that made it through a bombing and it still works and it's still playing Tetris. And it's wow. like corroded and melted, but she's still kicking. That's amazing. And that is fascinating yeah. too, right? <laughs> to know like the resilience. Cause tech today, it's so easy, like drop your phone, crack the screen, you know, you're done. Oh man, this yeah. thing. Well, the battery's like, gonna
0: explode, so right?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. This thing made it through a bombing. Like, holy <laughs> crap. So yeah, That's I'm wild. just fascinated by this kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Uh, you would also like sell your games to fund the next oh, console, yeah. right? Because you're a kid and you're not making any money. So like, and these things are expensive, especially here in Canada. Games are freaking expensive. So, uh, so yeah. And now we've got to play with digital, right? So how, oh, yeah. what is, what is that like? Cause like I am, you know, Toronto is expensive to live in, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of space and I, I'm not going to lie, not having to like wait for my game to get shipped to me or go out to a store wants to go to a store right now when I can just hit that instant buy button on the Xbox store. Like yep. there it's going to be harder and harder to be able to hold on to these collectible items too, as the years go on just because the way we're consuming content is so different.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's and and I'm in the same kind of position right now with movies. I was just talking about yeah. this today where I was looking at my movie shelf, and I'm like, "When's the last time I actually put in a Blu-ray or a DVD or something nope. to watch something?" Especially with mm-hmm. my like my Marvel movies. I think I have every single one. I think the last one I actually bought a physical copy of might have been Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Anything after that, Infinity War, Endgame, all digital. And now on, like with Disney and with like young kid I'm never getting rid of Disney plus I'm just going to get a yearly subscription of that until I die because that little sucker loves Mickey Mouse and I love all the Marvel and Star Wars stuff so we're never getting rid of that so why do I have shelves worth of these Marvel movies and Disney movies and all this other stuff not to mention the stuff that's on Netflix Crave whatever else kind of thing that mm. I can subscribe to when I feel like it but especially it was the Marvel ones and I was just looking at it I was like man like I should just sell these. And even if I make like five bucks from them, like whatever, but at this point it's just taking up that shelf space. But like at the same time, I was then looking at some of the other stuff that I was like, okay, well I got a cool steel book edition of this, or I got this one that came with a collectible comic, or I got this or that. And it's like, okay, but if I hold on to these a little bit more, are they going to become rare collectibles? Because now everything's going to Disney Plus and this and that. So should I wait a little bit of time or should I just sell it now or try to get what I can? Like it's it's um, it's um one of those things is like, yeah, maybe if I wait at 20 years, it'd be worth value or maybe it'll be worth absolutely nothing and I should just sell it now and buy myself some chicken nuggets. Like I don't, mm-hmm. it's it's such a weird time. Yeah, I miss, you don't want it.
2: <laughs> I miss the- the director's commentary that we get on blu-rays yeah. That's and behind yeah. the scenes stuff like 100%. i miss because when i really love a movie like i will watch that yeah. right because i want to know the inner workings yeah. of
0: everything right why so. it just seems so silly that they haven't incorporated because it's not like it takes up that much more bandwidth or anything and it's already it's created filed, so right? that that is a big miss with that those criterion yeah. collections that are so unique and special and yeah yeah Yeah. Um, I will say this now, I'm not sure really quickly. Um, did you have something that you felt like, wow, this was a special, special thing that I owned? I owned an Atari 5,200. Like I told you, I I tricked my sister into agreeing to get it. My parents agreed to it. Um, that system sold like hardly any copies. Um, but those games were all horrible. So it's like, but did it have a great version of Miss Pac-Man at the time, but nothing else was good. But I'm like, I did not. I mean, to even hook that thing up again, I would need like a, one of those weird adapters and a modern TV can't even do that. And and Mark, you even talked about how you connect an old, old system to that. It's not always guaranteed that they'll actually create those. And you're yeah. So even having an old system, which eventually will die guys, sorry, you could keep all your old systems. Eventually things will die inside of them. The corrode. the discs will rot. So uh, even that it's a fool's errand. But so getting all those things digital, mm-hmm. especially like licensed games, because mm-hmm. if you were on an Xbox 360, you know on the Xbox One, almost no digital like licensed games are on the Xbox One, like all the Avengers games and or the mm-hmm. the Captain American games. So it's it's a it's a weird cross. So we just gotta be careful, guys. So mm-hmm. uh keep the things you love, but uh don't think that your copy of mappy land or whatever is going to be through $300 million. (laughs) So
1: none of us are collectors, right? Like, do you guys have anything that you, you do have right now or that you uh, you wish you still had? Like, is there anything that like stands out Uh, in any gaming space? It doesn't have to be even a game or a console. Like what's something that,
0: that you have that you're just like, I love this a gaming collectible I'm trying to
2: remember I, I finally like sold my
0: Dreamcast I, I held on that for years really? and I'm like oh I'll eventually get back to it I plugged in it again I'm like yep it's a Dreamcast <laughs> yeah. and I probably, sold
2: it probably just my PS4 with PT on it just because that it, it was such a moment in time um, yeah. trying to think about other stuff I have most of my other consoles except for stuff that that Doug has but but mm. yeah no that's the only th- real thing because I'm not I'm not attached to stuff really I've tried not to after moving s- so many times I'm just like it's just hard to deal with stuff
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah. On the same way, like I, I, aside from, like I said, I collected those and they're they're on a shelf that I just kind of look at and I, I haven't plugged one of them in in a long time. Like uh, NES, SNES, GameCube, or, or N64 and GameCube, like they're all just lined up and I, I don't plug them in, but I, I'm, I just like having those. It's almost like little trophies. Um, but that's, that's it. Like the rest of my stuff, like I've been heavily going digital the last few years. Like mm. I just, whatever like i don't have that itch to like i know limited run games and that kind of stuff and i think pick pick actually like a two uh, partnering for that mm-hmm. game with limited run uh and mm-hmm. doing some fun stuff and anyone that that's their thing like cool that's awesome uh, i wish i had a house big enough to hold every collectible that i wanted and the bank to bankroll to uh to fund that because <laughs> that's the just agreement from your wife <laughs> A- and your wife's that, probably that like part no more too, video you know, game stuff i know <laughs> yeah she's i'm just gonna leave this out like on the kitchen table and she's just gonna look at me like what were you doing last night with the assassin's creed blade again and uh, <laughs> but I, I love this kind of stuff and like i said the the, the captain america statue and, and that kind of stuff and i can actually see just over in the corner there like i have a um a metroid like samus kind of like gym bag kind of thing and i just like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff but like none of it's in pristine like i use everything i play with everything that i get so like uh, yeah being a collector and and my personality just does not mix like i rip out, i made a video of an unboxing of an amiibo that i got and it was one of the rare ones that no one could find at the time and i managed to get my hands on it i think it was like Meta Knight or something like that i can't remember but anyway i made this unboxing video where i like viciously ripped this thing apart and like to the point where it made some, like it made some people like almost sick that were like real collectors. (laughs) And it was just like, I'm offended watching this. And I was just like, I just, I literally like there was nothing left of that box. And I just did it just to be like, guess what? It doesn't matter. But now it probably does. Like you can't find Amiibo anywhere and they're, they're Mm. more rare. And like, I could have probably sold that one for way more than it's worth out of box. But you know, I made some, I had some fun making that video. (laughs) you <laughs> have the to memories of
2: it of taking exactly
1: off of you go, that's exactly. Worth more to you. So that's that's worth exactly. more than money, I guess. Uh, maybe
0: <laughs> it was the uh, I, I I do miss my club Nintendo T shirts that I wore too often and they fell apart. The club oh, Nintendo because you can't find awesome. those things anymore. No, was, you can't. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Oh well, you know that's what, you know love what you love, collect what you love. You know, at this point, all those people that hold on to those virtual boys are just laughing at us all now. Mm-hmm. So there you go well this has been a back. lot of fun no no not at all no no we're we're, we're being laughed at as they ruin their eyes with that yeah, red background red, Ooh. Red those can't be digital oh my god you cannot make those games digital oh well well this was a lot of fun leah it was a pleasure thank you for joining us and by the way sweet shirt i had like an adidas like shirt in in like high school i love so much thank you that's cool
2: yeah, my, my husband works there, so uh, it's kind of nice. my entire closet right now, like, since we're working from home. But yeah, no, anything with bright colors, and and I'm here for it. So He runs a, uh, yeah,
1: a sneaker one, podcast you. too, right?
2: He does, that's so wicked. yeah, we kind of have role reversals in our house, where he likes the shoes, so he's a sneaker head, and I'm into video games, and it works out well, and it's probably good that I don't collect too much, because he does. <laughs> His closet, he has like over a hundred pairs easy and a lot of dead stock never been worn too and sometimes when he really likes a shoe he'll buy it twice one to wear and one to put on ice Wow! so yeah i understand the collector thing it's just not me
0: (laughs) well uh before you leave tell us how, how tell the people how they can uh find you on the interwebs and what you're up to
2: sure so for me personally most, easiest place to find me is twitter it's where I'm uh, I, I'm, you know mostly hanging out and it's at Leah Jewer. but if you want to know everything about Girls on Games and it's a weekly podcast that we do me and three friends and it's not just girls um, Simon's on there too and we bring in you know cool folks too as well from the video game community um, to come chat video games with us a uh, little asterisk that uh, it can be explicit because um, we will drop the, uh, the f-bomb here and there uh, also to uh, some Sometimes the topics that we cover can be a little bit more intense, uh, especially since considering the state of the industry right now and the things that are going on with Blizzard Activision, things like that. So we do get Mm -hmm. into those topics. So, you know, it can be a little bit more on the heavy side, but it's really a chance for me and my friends to get together and chat video games every week. And you can find us at uh, the Girls on Games on Twitter and Facebook. We're just Girls on Games on Instagram. No thought in there. We have a Discord. Discord.me slash Girls on Games. But if you Want to know anything? Find the website, uh, find the podcast on all the different places that it's available. You know the iTunes, the iHeart, the the Spotify. Uh, you can always go track us down at the home base. That's the website, GirlsOnGames.ca.
0: Very cool, very fun. Uh, yeah, and uh, just you know, I, I really enjoy you doing. You know, I, I don't know how Canadians keep invading in our podcasts, but I love it. <laughs> keep it coming. Bring the poutine and the maple syrup, please.
2: Sure, with pleasure.
0: <laughs> um, um
1: yeah we we have to get some more east coast canadians on here we've had what two uh, so far okay. i think with uh with fiona and and now leah so that's um yeah i'm getting there we're we're taking over the streams
0: slow and slow. absolutely well, excellent. Well, folks, for, thank you for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. Um, and Mark has now gotten out of his job where he doesn't have to tell you people where to find us because now we have that in our outro. So at this point, we'll just say thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure. And always remember, it's always better to game together.
1: This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more.